This podcast is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Hey, everybody, this is Stan Wangland, the top dog of the Wangland crew. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, the Scandinavian uh, wrestling Johnny Podcaster, all these other names that he's made up, oh, but still I messed it up. Are you serious? You already messed it up, man. I'm what telling is... you, the hashtag Scandinavian God Johnny Podcasting John Wanglin. That's how you do it, man. Okay, we'll leave it in. We'll leave this in. We don't do any. No, no, edit. that's how we're going to leave this intro in because you need okay. to improve on it for the next time. I just feel weird saying it, man, you know? I mean, like, uh, you know, I, I was there. I fed you your first bottle of water, man, you know, before you were even breastfed. I put the silver nitrate in your fucking eyes. <laughs> well, you got to understand, man, you know, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of becoming a big deal in my own mind and in other people's too, you know? We got fans out here, man. We got to keep them uh, happy and stuff, and that's how they identify yourself as. Now, you might have given me my first bottle, man, but to other people, man, I am the hashtag Scandinavian god. Johnny Podcast and John Whiteman. You know, I would say that you have you need a personality adjustment here, but you're not. You're you, no, no. You're just a chip off the old block. You're I know not the apple isn't far from the tree, huh? <laughs> it doesn't, does it? No, it doesn't, man. We're we're both the same here. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at Frankenstein's so monster first, but, right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just joking, folks, or not? I don't know. Maybe we are this vain, and 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 uh, maybe we do really think this way about ourselves. You're gonna have to be the judge of that. I know I don't. <laughs> no, that's just a joke. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like you're frozen on the camera. Did it freeze <laughs> up or what? No. Okay, this is cool. Oh, uh, we have. Right. Uh, well, we I, have do, a, we, I do do things on the pro wrestling side, so I do have to play the pro wrestling part sometimes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Uh, you know, uh, does father know? Does father know best? I know I was telling my son that uh, I'm having an absolute blast doing it. We wanted to do a show, Generations, uh, just a couple of weeks of explaining to you what we're trying to do. And and um, that was the original name of the show that I had in my mind. And John came up with a wonderful title, title called Does Father Know, Do, Know Best? Uh, and it really is a great uh, segue into Generations and how different people see things. And uh, to keep the show fun and lighthearted is serious also. Kind of like discussions in your family with people of different generations. Uh, you know, to keep things real. So, you know, no topic is off limits. Nothing is edited here uh, or, or, or any kind of errors are phased out. And that's all by design, you know, not for poor taste, but uh, to make it very real for you. And today we've got another very real show. Um, I'm glad you're enjoying the show. So I hope you liked our last show on sports figures who were kind of obnoxious and uh, all those kind of things. But this is kind of a pandemic show, and we don't want to get you uh, on any of our shows, uh, you know, sick and tired of hearing about the pandemic. But there's just some interesting things that we're going to be faced with in, in day-to-day life. And this one has to do with um, who's enforcing the mask rules in your state. Uh, you know, now, most states have that. I, I can't say that all states do. And different counties and different localities have different levels of uh, the coronavirus. And the whole point in, this, in these mask rules is that we haven't had massive testing in the United States, so we don't know who's asymptomatic or not. Mm-hmm. And if you guys are reading the papers like I do every day, the real news, really good papers and really good sources, 
in New York, which was the epicenter of this coronavirus pandemic scourge in our country with almost 30,000 deaths here in this country alone. I mean, in this state alone. I just saw a thing in the New York Times today where all the rich people and uh, people who have money, how they over the past two and a half months have gone all over the country. They have uh, the post office has given 50,000 names and more of wealthy people, you know, where their bills and everything can be forwarded to. It goes all the way from every place in the West Coast to all the wonderful places in the East Coast, in the Hamptons and every place else and all throughout the country. And other people are avoiding the, the coronavirus in the affected states by moving to other places. So what am I trying to say? That's one of the reasons why you want to wear a mask. Nobody's been tested. You don't know where somebody's come from in our country. So different localities are saying, you know, you got to have masks on. Mm-hmm. Who the hell's enforcing this? In New York City, uh, the, the cops have been fighting with people so much and arresting people. They, they had a big brouhaha down in there. Now they have um, mask advocates, they call them. Oh, my Lord. People will go down there and say, could you please put a mask on? And they were finding out of the 50 people that they arrested. Would you get this one? We were talking. <laughs> it's not funny. It's pathetic. 45 of them were black or people of color. So, you know. With all the people there, why, why is it you, 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 the most affected people are people of color? And uh, the, the point is, are they being targeted, uh, you know, for these kinds of things? So the cops are fighting with them. They have other things. Well, in the rest of the country, in lots of places where there may not be as big a deal as it is in New York, this is getting to be like a violent reaction with people. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you, misinformation from, uh, you know, the CDC in the beginning and the medical community saying, you don't have to wear masks. My son can tell you what I said with that right from the beginning. I said, I've worked in a medical health-related facilities for over 45 years. Are you freaking crazy? You wear a mask so I don't make you sick if I don't know what I have. Mm-hmm. That's the whole idea of wearing a mask. And, and the other part is I may not get sick, you yep. know, but uh, definitely so that you don't get sick. That's how you stop it from spreading. However, people are going in to places now that is we're reopening these businesses. Forgive me for taking a few minutes to just set the show up so that you understand what we're talking about here. What's really going on? Well, the police aren't doing anything. The owner of, uh, of these stores aren't doing anything. But the people left to, to deal with it are the people who have no friggin' money have to work in those stores. A lot of underpaid retail workers. And what's happening? Uh, I have... Story after story, a guy coming up, a uh, retail worker say, says to somebody in, in California, of all places, why aren't you wearing a mask? Uh, comes up and says, sir, I'm not here to question what you believe in. These are simply the rules. I'm just asking you to kindly wear the mask. What do we have in this particular incident? And I hope you don't mind me just giving nope. a couple of examples, John. Absolutely. The customer recorded this entire exchange refused. And she said, we're in America here. It's the land of the free. What does that have to do with anything? You're coming into a person's private store. They want you to wear a mask for, during a pandemic. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side. 
available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. And it's, it's you know... Anyway, she turns to the camera on other shoppers, uh, and then she says to them, look at all the sheep that are here. They're all wearing this mask that is actually dangerous for them. And the next thing that they know, she leaves. Somebody gets punched in the face. Jesus. Uh, in doing this to workers. Uh, there's people who have been a target employee in California, ended up with a broken left arm after she was trying to remove two customers who refused to wear their mask. A cashier told a man refusing to wear a mask in Pennsylvania, close to us, that he couldn't buy a pack of cigars in a convenience store. It's the law. The guy punched the woman in the face three times. What? Absolutely. In San Antonio, a man who was told he couldn't board a public bus without a mask. Just what people are not aware of, folks, when you're seeing these protesters going with AR-15s. In Wisconsin and Michigan and places, they just you know, take over the state capitol building. But this guy gets on a friggin' bus without a mask. A bus. Okay? You might as well get in the hot tub with the person and start coughing on him. A bus without a mask. And he shot a passenger because he was asked. The victim was hospitalized. The gunman was arrested. Uh, wow. It gets worse. Confrontation in a family dollar store in Flint, Michigan. This is where these these uh, boneheads are really going after this. You know, they're all hyped up. Mask, freedom. What do they do? Shot and killed uh, a person, a security guard, because the customer uh, was asked to put on a mask. Uh, a spokesman for the Michigan Retailers Association says this, the people in the, the retailers are being caught in the middle. She said people are, are like a hair trigger uh, that when you ask them to do this kind of stuff, they're, they're turning this into things by saying, we have individual rights. We don't have community rights. Uh, it's like a flashpoint. Uh, you know, they don't seem to care one way or the other about what people are doing. And they seem to take this like this is like a life or death thing, like somebody's asking you to be like a communist or from another country or another world. <laughs> so uh, this is what's happening uh, in lots of places over the country. We have a friend that we do uh, some podcasting with. I, I told you, it's, it's one of the things I, I, I saw. Person, I will never wear a mask. And, and I have to say, you wouldn't wear a mask. Well, you remember I was in the hospital a few years ago when I had cellulitis. I had that terrible infection. Yeah. What was I in? I was in a universal precautions room. If you wanted to come in and see me, what did you have to wear? Mask up. Mask. Yeah. Everybody had to be masked up. Mm-hmm. So I didn't kill anybody or nobody killed me. So wow. you, if you went to the hospital, you wouldn't wear a mask? A pandemic? Is that any fucking different? Pardon my language. So I took, hijacked the first part of the show. You know, I always do that kind of stuff when I'm setting a thing. What do you think about this, man? You're a young guy. What do you think? Is this individual rights? Are there many sides to the coin? When you go into a, a, a private store that says, you know, masks are required. It's the law of the county. It's the, you know. Is this a time for protesting and saying no one's going to take your AR-15 away and you're not going to, you, you, you don't have to wear your mask? 
I think it's ridiculous and stuff in the sense of a if it's a law being put into effect for a reason, um, you're expected to follow the law. That's the that's the laws that are being put in place for people's health, welfare, and safety to stop the spread of something, whether you agree with it or not. It's the law. If you don't want to wear your mask out there and, and it's the law, then don't go out and just stay in your house. Then you know, then don't go out and leave. Then don't. Uh, then don't go out and do that. You have the right to do that. But what you don't have the right to do is to break the law and potentially infect somebody, you know, or to sit over there and escalate the situation even worse. If they're doing it, chances are it's probably done for a reason, you know, not all not all the time. Let's be real. Sometimes things are done, you know, with malice intent. But this isn't being done with malice intent for it. This isn't being done to restrict your rights, to restrict you. It's to stop the spread of something, to stop other people getting infected, to stop this pandemic so it doesn't get into a worse situation than it's already become. Um, and I, I think that's really criminal. I was in the <coughs> gas station today. I had to go up there to the gas station today and I went inside um, to go pay for my uh, to go pay for my stuff. And then everybody was following it. But one person, this gentleman walks in and I'm just looking at him and I want to be one of these people that say something to the guy and I'm not going to because it's not my place. I'm in and out. It makes me sick to see it, to be honest with you, because mm -hmm. this guy's just uh, he's and he, you know, people are looking around. They know what they're doing. A lot of people are doing this with the intent on creating a stir. Yes. And creating a problem in a situation in their own mind, because they think that's going to bring, uh, you know, some type of, you know, <laughs> understanding to it or whatever. When in the reality is it just makes you look like a big fucking dope and a horse's ass, in my opinion. When you just when you have no respect for other people's stuff on that now, you know, to sit over there and have violence over this, like you you want to protest something, you don't agree with it and you want to incite violence that that's complete stupidity. And I got no place for that stuff because, A, my life's very valuable to me, my kids, my family, my friends. And to be honest with you, y'all's life is valuable to me, too. So even if you don't agree with this, um, follow the rules, man, you know, do what you need to do. I'm a. Be a, be a conformist for something, you know? Do you know better on this than the medical professionals? I don't think so. I'm so sick of these internet doctors that are mm -hmm. out there and these people that post these one excerpt, two paragraph long, uh, you know, excerpts from something that think they know everything about it and they don't know shit. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's follow the precautions and the guidelines here. This, mm -hmm. You're not going to die by wearing a fucking mask out there. Yeah. That's you know, this I'm sorry, John. I was going to say there's a couple of things uh, in some of the states in some of these big states that people are um, uh, protesting in. One of the things that I found out is that uh, that while it while a state like I think it's Michigan or Wisconsin, the one with the female governor, I forget which of the I think it's Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Governor Whitmer, I think her name is Cheryl Whitmore. I mean, okay. they're just going ballistic on and, and, and you know, Trump is looking to that state to, to flip that state. So he's the guy who stoked this on and other conservative uh, and conspiracy groups and supremacist groups and everything, you know, libertarian kind of a group, anarchist kind of a group. They've made this an issue uh, in from what I've seen. But while this has been the state position, yeah, it's Michigan's governor, Gretchen Whitmer. She made masks mandatory and allow stores to bar customers who refused. But she didn't criminalize the refusals. Yeah. See, That's so what a lot say, of them have done. So police have only intervened when the, con the confrontations turned violent. So 
they're even bending over backwards. And I've said this on maybe the past, in the past two weeks, I've probably mentioned this 10 times on shows. Mm -hmm. With freedom that people want, in my opinion, and that's the point of these shows, I guess, you know, so we can talk about it, what our opinions are. I mean, if you don't want to wear a mask, that's great. You, if you think that's a thing of your freedom, freedom is a double-edged sword. You have the freedom to do things, but other people, when you do things, have the freedom from you doing those too. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're, that's where the law comes in. And people forget about that in the Constitution. It just doesn't talk about the freedoms you have. It also talks about freedoms that you have from. You have, you know, you're supposed to be free from people forcing you into slavery. You're supposed to have freedom from people, people forcing you to have religions. You know, you have the freedom to do certain things, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But so do other people. And civilized people, it would seem to, to me that a sensible person would say from in a pandemic, in a simple thing of simply putting a mask on, why would you not be a good neighbor? What are you giving up for that? You know, I recall that when, it, when I was a smoker for many years and I could smoke anywhere, of course, in my car when I was driving, you could smoke on the bus. Uh, I smoked at doctor's offices for years. I would, geez, I had a kid's clinic. I would come out and greet the families. Little kid, two years old with a butt in my hand, you know? But I can remember uh, if I ever had anybody in my car, if I was ever at a restaurant, you know, and the whole place was a smoking restaurant, I would always say if, there's, if I went to light up a cigarette, anybody near me, I would say, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, sir, is that smoke going to bother you? You know, because smoke is a, is a troubling kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. People don't like it. It's a disgusting kind of a thing if you're not a smoker. And it was just simply courtesy. And I do not understand uh, in this day and age, uh, in, you know, in the 21st century and with a situation this severe, why people would do that. But then I remember one of the shows that I put out and it says that we don't share a sense of, we don't have a shared sense of reality anymore. I think people do not see reality the same way. I think that they, they, they have some symbol in their head that you wearing a mask identifies you like somebody wearing a red, a red MAGA hat that you stand for President Obama or Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden or something. I don't know what is in somebody's head, man. But it's like you want to tell people, no, the virus doesn't know any of that stuff. And when you're going into some you know, public domain or something like that, man, what are you thinking? What do you, you know, what is going on through your head? I was out today and I was at an Agway, uh, you know, uh, and... Uh, I, I don't go to the store right now unless I have to. I just try and limit it because this is very fluid with this kickback off this virus. I don't know what's going to happen. I'll go in the store if I need to, but I, I'm like a card counter, man. I try and limit uh, places that I'm going to exposure right now. I, I don't know what's happening. I'm not limiting fear, but I'm not being stupid either. But I pulled in. That place was mobbed. And uh, I was pulling in for a driving spot. And for once, it was my wife. She says, I'd rather not go in there today. I don't need to plant the plants today. We'll go on Monday when there's fewer people. And I said, you know, I think that's a smart decision. I said, why take a chance in there right now? I said, because, you know, you, if this is airborne, you, this can transmit through your eyes. In case those of you who are listening out there don't know that. Your eyes are a mucous membrane, and they, they pick this up just as easy. And uh, 
I said to her, uh, you know, very good. I'm not going to the store in a goddamn face shield and goggles, you know, a mask and gloves is, is, is sufficient. But uh, I looked at that. I was very pleased. And we're in an area that we have literally almost no cases here. And, you know, everybody had a mask on. And this is at an Agway, you know, farmers, regular people, other people coming in. And, and you want to know why? I bet you 50% of those people thought it was bullshit in there, you know, for whatever, because it's a very conservative area that I live in. But you want to know the other thing? They're also decent people. We live in an area that people are pretty decent, you know, and they were just considerate of other people. I don't know. What do you think, John? Do you see when you're out and about, do you see people being considerate for the majority of the, the, the thing and getting it? Or do you think a lot of people don't get it? I, I, I think people are being considerate. I don't think they believe it. I don't think they understand yeah. the magnitude of it. But I think yeah. most people are being pretty considerate. You know, but I think you have to take, you know, what you're talking about with common courtesy, man. Common courtesy isn't always very common. Yeah. And you would think it should be, of course, because it's just generalized things, you know. If you're smoking around somebody asking them who doesn't smoke, you know, will this bother you? And if they say, yes, it would bother me, a common person with common courtesy would cease to extinguish their uh, uh, cigarette or cigar or whatever they're smoking or whatever, to, you know, for that. If somebody, you know, doesn't say somebody doesn't like to be around alcohol, you know, mm -hmm. and I've, I've done this with people before. If you're having a drink or something. Sometimes people don't want to be around alcohol and you just be realistic with somebody. Does, does that bother you, you know, if I have a beer or something right now? And if they said yes to me, I'd put that stuff away in 10 seconds, you know, mm -hmm. because that's having common courtesy. I think a lot of people lack that. And I think a lot of people want to be a rebel in their own mind. They want to be a tough guy or a tough girl in their own mind and they want to buck the system and they don't want to do what they need to do or what they're told to do because they're told to do it in their mind. People don't want to be a conformist with anything. And there's a time and a place to buck the system. We all know that. You know, there's a time and a place to fight back when it's worth it. What's the what's the cost and benefit analysis of not wearing your mask and fighting against the system? What is it? You know, are you going to win some big prize out of this? Um, are you going to get hurt by wearing your mask in any way? If you are, then I would say don't wear it then. But if you're not going to harm yourself or some... You know, if you're not going to harm yourself in any way, why can't you just wear the damn thing and have some common courtesy to people that maybe are worried about this? And like you mentioned earlier, let's be real. People are out in public. Not everybody has somebody that can go out and do something for them or they don't have people like that. Maybe somebody that has precipitating medical conditions that can really expose them to this situation where they might not have the immunity to fight it off or their body can't fight it off. Maybe they have to go out and go do those things. Mm -hmm. Why are you going to put them at risk when you don't have to? You don't know what you have. This thing can live in your system, you know, for weeks upon end before even having factors that, you know, show it. You don't even and hardly, and hardly anybody's been tested. Yeah, absolutely. You they don't have the adequate testing measures out there right now for it. They're still developing it. There's no vaccination. There's none of that stuff. There's not the proper testing methods. So why are you going to put other people's thing just to be an asshole because you don't want to do it? I, great. You don't want to do it. Don't do it, man. But stay the fuck at home then. And don't come out and, and do that with people. That's my that's my theory on it. You know, people wouldn't think uh, years ago, and I know it's still in stores right now with bathing suits and things like that. People can't try on bathing suits. Hey, everyone. This is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called, Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? 
And the next one is called, Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at... Is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling with Reality on all major podcast outlets. Uh, because uh, the stuff years ago, you know, for all kinds of sexually transmitted disease or crabs or you know, all, all kinds of things like that, you know, uh, genital lice, and whatever. People come up with all these imaginary and real kinds of things. And uh, would you buy a pack of underwear, let's say? Would you go over to Target or go over someplace and buy a pack of underwear if some guy went in and tried on the underwear, like he did a pair of pants and put them back in the package? No fucking chance. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. You wouldn't think of it. And this is a very similar kind of thing. It, it, and again, like I mentioned, women's swimsuit. I worked in retail with Macy's for years. That was a bugaboo, man. The women hated that, and uh, there were laws against that. They would, you know, they would have uh, uh, people who would, uh, women security people who would be looking in the dressing rooms, making sure you weren't doing that through security measures. Uh, and I'm really not kidding you with that because it's because people were offended by it for health reasons, you know, uh, trying on shoes. Stores requiring that you wear pads and things like that, you know, to do things like that for health and sanitation things. This is no different. But, you know, there's also another problem with this. We had an incident here in New York with people deciding in responsible positions that they want to break the law. And uh, right here in Kingston, New York, we had the barber given the secret haircuts in the uh, back of his shop. And one of the things that I've seen that I'm very disturbed with, I thought they might have been, been false, but I've seen a couple of three uh, police uh, YouTube videos of police officers talking about this issue, saying they're not going to enforce these things and they think this is terrible or whatever. And then in, in Warwick, Rhode Island, the police union there initially announced on its own Facebook page, this is the union, that it wouldn't enforce Governor Gina, uh, Gina Raimondo's mandatory mask order. They said that it was overreaching and was bound to destroy the bridge of trust that they said with the community. And then the police chief uh, then issued a statement saying that the, the department would act. And you see, I have a real problem with that, man. I have a real problem with that. It's, you know, and I, I say this with all due respect to the policeman. It's not up to you, man, as the bulls, whether you're going to, you choose to enforce the law. We already have enough stuff where you choose to enforce the law selectively, in my opinion, you know, and, and I don't have any problem with the police. I'm not a professional criminal or, or near do well or, or anybody else, you know, with, with that kind of stuff. So I've never run into that kind of situation. And I also happen to be uh, uh, an extremely uh, pale complected uh, white individual who's an articulate person. So. I'm not the kind of a guy who's profiled to give the, the cops, uh, they want to give me a bad time. I'm also a, an older guy now with white hair. So, uh, you know, there could be some son of a gun out there who wants to choke the shit out of me for some reason and, and could, I guess, if I got lippy. But I don't fit the profile of anybody that, uh, 
they want to bust balls with. But I've got a million friends who are policemen and, uh, and we're over the years. And I can tell you, I hate to say it, but to a person, uh, they pretty much always thought that there were two sets of rules, shit that applied to them and the rest of the world. And this is another example of it. And uh, maybe that's not a popular thing to say on the show and you'll need to edit it out. But that's been my experience. Uh, I'm not saying police are bad. They do a, a nasty job, but it's a job that they prove. It's just like people in the military many times. They start thinking that, hey, man, you know, you better, you know, it's like that old line with uh, Jack Nicholson and a few good men, you know. You know, you, you, you just let me do my business and protect the country and I'll say, no, 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 no. You, you volunteered for that shit. You obey the commander in chief. You know, Harry Truman resolved that all for us when he removed President, uh, not President, Douglas MacArthur, when he disobeyed a direct command from the commander in chief. And he was the most decorated, uh, you know, general we had uh, at the time. And this is no different, man. The cops don't make the rules. They enforce them. And if you're a barber, if you have a license or your, your business is opening up, or uh, look in California, Elon, uh, Elon Musk, you know, the guy from the Tesla Corporation, he didn't like the rule of shutting down businesses, you know, to, he, he just violated the, you know, the thing and opened his factory anyway. You know, what kind of bullshit is that? What kind of bullshit is that? All that does is put the little guy in danger who has to do the work and implement this or the storekeeper. And, uh, you know, it, it puts our rule of law. It's already been broken all over the place in our country. We're like living in a land of thugs. And then you have people say you can't even ask somebody to put a mask on in a pandemic. It, it's just crazy. But the barbershop thing is a dangerous thing. And we have that in our area, too. We have people. I understand it's a slippery slope, man. Guy wants to get back to business. His business is going, uh, you know, bad. He wants to make money. But he could kill somebody for giving him a fucking haircut, man. This guy did it, and he caught the virus. What do you think, John? Do you see people breaking the breaking the rules and and they, all the they, time, oh. all the time, man, all the time. Uh, you know the barber instance there. The way that he tried to spin it, you know, and people would have to read the article, but mm -hmm. he tried to say, "Oh well, I was doing it in my home." No, you did. You you were what you were doing. You he tried to spin the law in his own way. Mm -hmm. He right. was saying, you know, that all oh, the the back of that shop is my home or whatever. It's no, you're creating a business. What it said was that the businesses that perform these services had to cut down for health and safety reasons. And mm -hmm. the law was very, very clearly uh, mapped out in that instance and those things that was sent to him. It's people mm -hmm. trying to take something and spin it in their way to try to take it to their advantage, you know, in that situation. Now, I understand, once again, that, you know, people are scared, you know, businesses are going to, you know, have implications from it, that it sucks. I get it. I, I, I sympathize. I really do. But in the same aspect is, do you want to make money or do you want to kill people? You tell me. I mean... I'd rather I'd rather have some safety measures here and not kill people or myself than having my business open there. There is things that are out there. And I will say this, you know, I, I think businesses have been very, um, you know, creditors, mortgage companies, um, you know, vehicle companies that give loans out and stuff, you know, auto loans, whatever banks. Um, they I think they've been very good with how they've reacted towards it with not 
making people pay at certain points that they couldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think they were pretty fair on that, don't you? From what I know, they've been pretty fair because uh, I don't think that uh, we'd have to do another show on it uh, to be sure. And uh, I know I've got several planned for just thinking of some really interesting stuff. So I hope you guys will listen to it. I'll put a little plug on that to where the world's going to be possibly when we get somewhat back to normal uh, with things. Yeah, I think they've been good because they see the handwriting on the world. We're just starting this reopening. You know, this whole thing was handled very poorly. Absolutely. And, and the reason that we have stuff like this going on, it would have never happened under President Obama. It would have never been this way under President Bush. It would have never been this way under President Clinton or President Nixon or President Carter or any president that I could think of. There might have been some unpopular features to things where people said, I don't want to do this. But there would have been a consistent approach between the federal government and the other state governments, a more caring, sensible, uh, unified approach. This is a case where you have a bunch of this. We got caught totally flat footed. The president's denying things. He's shutting the people up who should be taught. You know, the medical people are saying one thing one day and then another thing the other day. I had a friend uh, who lives across the street from me as an engineer of the highest order on the space shuttle. I mean, how much more of a scientist can you believe in being empirical information? He was quoting to me today. I thought he had improved. He's an ardent Trump supporter. He was talking conspiracy theories. Oh, Lord. And he was saying, well, you know, this is they, they haven't had as many deaths as they think. They haven't. It's only been two and a half months. There's 90,000 people that we know of. That, that's Lord. almost twice the amount of people in the Vietnam War already. It's already 30,000, 40,000. He was actually implying to me, I stood in disbelief that, and I'll just give you an example, folks, of how things take off. This is a man one year older than me. This is a man who worked on the space shuttle, a senior person for Lockheed Martin. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than that. You know, in charge of the computer systems, not a a drone, the the person doing it, pure science. And he was saying to me, you know, my uncle was in World War One. It's very curious. I have all of his letters. He never mentions the Spanish flu of 1918. I don't know why. His implication was because his uncle didn't mention it. It was it didn't exist. It was a hoax. Yeah. And and I want to pull my hair out. Now, can you imagine if he designed the shuttle and designed the computers on the shuttle with saying that science is a hoax, that the resistors and the and the the uh, the, the standard you know the circuitry on the computers and everything, oh that's a hoax. I don't believe. Now he has to use science and physics and chemistry and mathematics. You can't use bullshit. But in all these other things, people are just seeing things in just a crazy, crazy way, man. It, it's it's just literally insane. And I, I don't know if I answered your question or got lost in the weeds on that. No, the no, not at all. It's, it's scary stuff, man. And you know what? Reality has become politicized. And I think people think it's okay to do what they want to do with masks or whatever, Uh, or they're the police, uh, and they decide that they want to break the law, because I think they're thinking like cult members. They've gone beyond fanatics. They've gone gone beyond uh, people who were just, um, you know, ardent Democrats or Republicans or Trump. We're not, as a country, we're, we're really not thinking straight. 
And I don't know if we're going in a direction that you don't want to go on the show, John, but... No, not at all, man. I, I think it's I, crazy. I'll go anywhere. <laughs> I, I think it's crazy. Do you know, on the other hand, in all fairness to uh, people who don't want to wear the mask, uh, people start fighting some places. You know, if you're with a bunch of conservatives, people think you're a snowflake for putting a mask on. It's like, you know, like I'm supposed to worry if somebody's going to get mad if I put a mask on. I'm going to be wearing a mask for a long time. I'm not depending upon the government or anything else. When I feel satisfied and safe, I'll take it. I'll take it off. But a customer threatened to get a gun from his car to shoot a worker in a store because he said he had to wear a mask. And then another person came out and shot another person for not wearing a mask in Illinois. Now, these are I'm not giving you apocryphal cases. I'm giving you cases that are re- that are vetted and reported in the Washington Post, that are in the Atlantic, in the National Review, National Public Radio, New York Times. They're not from Fox News, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, that's crazy, man. That's really crazy. <laughs> it no, really is. That's crazy. And, uh, I, I, you know... People doing shit in their garage, doing their businesses, you know, they, they just want money. There's all, also, you know, folks listening to the show, I was reading an article the other day that ties into this whole thing, how, it, how this finally pans out. Is they said there's two ways pandemics end. And I don't know if, if I've told you this, John. One is that science ends it, and it says, hey, the number of uh, incidents of the cases is, is really at an insignificant point, and there's really no more deaths. It's pretty much over for now, like the flu, and it'll come back again. You know, this is never, this is not going away, by the way. If you think this is magically going away, this will come back again and again. It's here now for quite a while, and it'll go on its own cycles. The other way that they end for Americans, most of whom know nothing about history or interested in even less, even things like the Black Plague that killed, you know, 20, 30 million people, even things like the, the, the big pandemics in our country— People got tired of it and they just said the hell with it. It's over. I'm just going to go out. And if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. I'm young. I'm not. And that's what we're doing after two and a half months. Yeah. People are starting to do that now. Yeah. That's my point. And, and that's why I think a show like this is not only entertaining. I think it's also if there's one person out here that doesn't get the coronavirus unnecessarily uh, for this. Man, you got to use your noggin right now, man. Uh, p- people are interested in one thing, their job and their money. And man, I'm, I'm going to do some shows for you to tell you what the world of work is going to be like very shortly. That's already in the works. You're going to, your hair's going to friggin' curl, man. Your hair's going to curl. And you'll say, man, this is a good show. I'm getting some good information. And you can check it out yourself. Don't believe me, because there's people I know who are already working in that world. You know, if you're working at home right now, I'll give you a good example what all this will spin out to be. It's I did a show on Tattleware, and there's way more information coming out now. All these companies are saying, when we go back to work in the beginning, man, here's the new thing you're going to sign when you're working mm-hmm. at home. You got to install this on your phone. You got to install this on your computer. We got to know where you are, what you're doing, what your web page is. You look, are you on Facebook or you're working for us? They're even going to monitor your hashtags and keystrokes on your computer. Done. I can tell you the companies, they're all out there. People are investing in them like crazy. Want to work at home? Big Brother's going to be watching you. 
So, and it's a glaring reality because a lot of companies are realizing that they can do their business at home now that they don't need to be paying for all these extra things. So this, in, in for a lot of companies, was a blessing in disguise because it it opened their minds up to how they can run their businesses in a different way and save on overhead costs, to save on manning and people. You know, they're realizing a lot. You know, and I, I think for a lot of people that have been working at home the whole time during the pandemic, when you look at your job now, were you really as busy as you thought you were, like when you were working in an office, or do you realize maybe how much time you actually waste effectively at work? Something to think about too. I hope you guys listen to my show tomorrow on Just Thinking. Oh, this will already be over. I hope you hear this show called. Are, you know, are we at the point of what the what we call the realization of total work? That means our entire lives. Your not my entire life. I'm seventy. I won't live that long, and I know better. But the question is for you, John, for your peers and colleagues and people younger than you. Will your whole life become centered around? simply the concept of working like people did in the coal mines years ago or surfs did everything revolved around work your productivity every single minute of every single day and will the world turn out that way and you see all this stuff with face masks and everything else they look like they're not associated to it they are because this is people bucking where they think their freedom is taken this is where they're bucking it. They don't understand the truth. They just know they don't want to do something. They just don't want to do it. They just want this to be over. And I think that, uh, you know, people need to really start seeing the truth. And uh, this is a really, this is, I think was a really good show to do on, you know, who gets really stuck with implementing these things and gets shot and gets their arm broken or punched in the face. It's a little man on the totem pole. Unfortunately, it is. And that's a sad reality to how it kind of works, man. Yeah. And then people are trying to slip under the radar. So what do you think, man? Did you like this show? Did you think this was a worthwhile one or what? Absolutely. I think it's very educational information for everybody out there. I think it's some good thoughts for everybody to think about. I think if you look realistically, um, you know, at the things that we discuss and talk about, that you can, if you think critically, if you try to put it into perspective, I think you can see a lot of things that we're talking about and maybe you disagree with some of it. And I respect that, that you might disagree with that too, but look at everything as a whole, look at the perspectives that were mentioned. I think, look at the empirical data that's being brought up, the statistics that are being brought up and just the, the reality of the situation. And I use an, oh, use an open mind. If you, if you use an open mind and you don't close your thinking off, you can learn a lot. And I'm not saying that you're going to take everything that we say with a grain of you know, uh, as the gospel. You might take some of it with a grain of salt, but you're getting information that has been researched, that has been thought through, that has been studied over periods of time and from people who are giving it to you that know what they're talking about. You know, and then we are talking about a lot of opinion-based things, too, and we're giving you right. very valid reasons for our opinions as well. So I think it's a very important topic to look at because... Do you want to be part of the problem or do you want to be part of the solution? You know, and that's what we have to look at as a society. Are you going to be part of the problem? You're going to be part of the solution. You're going to be the person going in there to the store like a jackass and not wearing your mask and inciting a riot and people fighting. Or are you going to be somebody that's going to try to understand the situation, look at it from both perspectives, even if you don't like it, or if there is something really wrong with it, that you're going to do it in a correct way because mm -hmm. there is ways to buck against the system and do it the right way not the wrong way. I think those are important lessons to learn 
from some of the things that we talked about tonight too with some of the people because those are people who are doing it the wrong way. Let's do it the right way. That's how you make systemic change stick. Yeah. Can I add one last thing here? I know Go it's uh, it. not to not to, to to steal the thunder at the end of the show. No, nope. but in all fairness to the audience, and with all respect, and you raised a good point. You know there are many ways to get from point A to point B. It's not just a straight line. You can go many, many different directions. And to all the people listening to this, and all the people who don't listen to the show, and uh, if I say, "Hey, man, you know America is stupid," or this or that, sometimes you know it's not as disrespectful as it sounds. That's how our country is led. It's a it's a question of leadership. That's how we allow ourselves to be led. That's how culture gets you know designed in our country many times to dumb us down that's how our leaders fail us because they're not leaders they don't give us the right information they don't trust your judgment they don't trust and, and that's what makes people thick and stubborn and do silly things and because i love people and i love america i love my country and and our audience and all the families i never want to see anybody get sick or get hurt try to understand when you're being set up to just be, or you're being given bad information, or you're not being properly led, and and try and think of what's good for yourself, for your personal safety, and then also for the safety of other people, no matter what it is. You know that'll make you like a decent person, and a smart person. You know to make the best decisions you can, because you're not being given correct information half the time. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is for the people who don't want to wear a mask or they, they, you know, they, they feel it's important to carry a gun or something, you know, sometimes there are good reasons for those things. And sometimes all the work shouldn't be cut off or business shouldn't be stopped because nothing's happening in a certain part. And you don't have to have a one size fits all solution to things. You don't solve everything with a cookie cutter approach. And that hasn't been done in many cases. There's been no coordination. There's been no leadership. So... Don't be so hard on other people. Don't be so hard on yourself. Be smart. Be smart. And and be caring for other people. Be sensible. Be a grown-up. Be responsible if you can. You know, that's the whole point of these shows. Don't be beating the shit out of one another at Trader Joe's or a shoe store or over a haircut. You know, it's a symptom. And, uh, man, good show. I wish our leaders spoke to us this way. Straight. If I don't get my haircut done right soon, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> hey, my wife did mine today. Did a good job. She she, she does do a good job on your haircut, you know? Oh, this um, is shorter. This is shorter. That wasn't looking good the other day. Oh, so she did a better one, eh? Yeah, yeah. She had a, she had a I take a risk. She's, she's right up there with being as good as when I get it cut regularly. Just a few more little tips with her and she'll be right there. I'll, I'll never have to go well, again. You know, I was going to let you have my son's haircut so you could look like Cisco, but um, <laughs> since you decided against that and let, and let mom cut your hair, then that's fine. But um, you could also let my wife cut your hair and look like my son did tonight where he's completely bald now, which is what he wanted, by the way. But oh, yeah, man. yeah, well, he wanted it. He had to cut the Cisco look out before he goes in the military. Yep. But, yep. uh, you know, that, that that had to go. So he's going to see his recruiter there tomorrow. But, yeah, if, if I don't get a good haircut soon, I'm going to come up two blocks up the street and I might have to slap the shit out of you a little bit. 
you're 70. I'm not going to respect your age. I'm going to come up there until I get my goddamn haircut. And when the bulls come, they better be wearing a mask or else I might slap the shit out of them too. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, folks. I'm just joking. We or respect- am I joking? No, that you do. You respect the police like I do. But that's an old Brooklyn term, man. The bulls, man. The bulls, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up there and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna slap the shit out of old Brooklyn on him, as you would say. <laughs> oh, hey, good did time, you enjoy buddy. doing the show tonight? Always enjoy doing the show with you, man. Yeah, this was this was very good, and uh, I, I hope everybody out there listening to it is enjoying the show and. Uh, if you want to reach me, Stan Wangland, you can get me at uh, S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D at gmail.com or at S. Wangland on Twitter. And uh, please listen to Just Thinking. It's a great show. And uh, and all the other shows on the Reality Check uh, Podcast Network. Uh, we, and, but I'm going to promote my own show, man. We have just a ton of different topics. And I have to tell you, man, this is a dream show for me, the one I'm doing with you. I love This is uh, number four in the bag. And one gets better than the next. And I loved our sports show. The last yeah, one. that was a good one. I hope people enjoyed that, man. It's hard to decide which one I like. I think I like the sport one better than this one tonight. And this was a good one. I like them all equally, man. The sports one was a fun one, too. They're all great topics, you know, and I'm glad to know that's your favorite show you do, because you know what? Anytime you're doing a show with the hashtag Scandinavian God, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great show. I'm just playing around, folks. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. Who knows? But you got to figure that out for yourself. Well, make sure you guys keep checking out the episodes. Make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast outlet that you listen to, uh, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Player FM, whatever it is. There's 9,000 podcasts out there on, and they don't call me Johnny Podcasting for a reason. I have us out on every single damn one of them, I think, probably. So... Make sure you subscribe. Leave a rating and review if you can. We would greatly appreciate that. It helps the show out tremendously. Yes. And, uh, you know, tell your friends. Tell them about the hashtag Scandinavian God. Or you can tell them about the old man that's soon to go to the nursing home here uh, without a mask on. He's going to have a prom up there soon. Stanley Wangland up there. No, he does a great show. Just Thinking. We have great shows on our network, the Reality Check Podcast Network and the Publisher's Desk Network. And uh, go on over, check out our website. It's rcpodnetwork.com. It's a one-stop shop for all the great shows that we're doing. And as well, you can check us out on social media at S. Wangland, W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D, on Twitter for Stan. And for myself, it's at WWR Podcast. So that's at WWR Podcast. You can find me right over there. Find Stan uh, the DMs are open if you're over there. If you want to talk, you want to shoot the you-know-what. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode today. We hope you have enjoyed all the episodes. Uh, we thank you for listening. Always remember, we'll be back every Wednesday and every Sunday with brand new episodes. And then you can decide for yourself, does the hashtag Scandinavian God know best or does Father know best? <laughs>